Disclaimer, the following podcast contains inappropriate language, lots of true crime, weird stuff, and fan fiction that may or may not be extremely inappropriate. If these things aren't your jam, you can turn this podcast off now. Hello, hello. Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? Okay, how's your day going so far? You know, <laughs> uh, was pretty ended with. Oh my god! So we have like we have like a glass, like big, uh, we have like a big pasta um, pot. That's the word I'm looking for. And it's got like a, a you know big glass lid, and because it was so hot, my mom accidentally dropped it and scattered everywhere <laughs> in our kitchen. Oh no! So that caused a rocket so but it didn't get in any of the food we you know checked as much as we you know you can for that but it seemed like it all landed uh on the floor so as annoying as that was you know we're all staple healthy we didn't have to like make new dinner you know obviously we're not texas right now <laughs> you know <laughs> like things are okay but yes how are, how are you? Well, yeah, my pipes aren't frozen, and it was a balmy 70 today, so I can't complain. Yeah, it was really nice. Um, Did love that we got to bully Ted Cruz into coming back. <laughs> this is a theme song for fanfic fantastic. There's three cool ladies, Sarah, Hannah, Ashley. Usually we, we all record together, but sometimes it's only Sarah and Ashley. But that's okay, because it's still super cool. We read <laughs> news stories out loud and discuss what it means in our lives. And then we read a related fan fiction, unless Ashley can tuck Sarah into reading a really gross one. So come join <laughs> us for fan ficking testing! Uh, that wow. was amazing. That was incredible. That was amazing, and that needs to be our permanent new theme song. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is fanfic fantastic, and I am Sarah. I'm Hannah. I'm Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't even follow that now, man. That was just goddamn magical. <laughs> I know, seriously. <laughs> I panicked and I was like, I guess I'm just going to sing our theme song instead of no, making I, up weird noises. <laughs> I fully support that shit. I think that needs to be our permanent, um, 100% permanent one forever <laughs> and ever. Okay. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Um, <laughs> I'm glad it's recorded so that you can, you know, remember it. Oh, you know what we should do? Is I'll try to figure out what the ukulele chords are. And then we're gonna <laughs> record I mean, it. I literally just came out of my mouth as I was thinking words. So oh, it's cool. I'm gonna transcribe it. it and make you um re-sing it later. Oh so god, we have a copy. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Get ready to perform. Get me, Hello. get me the words, and I'll put it to a four chord song. And then, oh god. and then we'll have it. <laughs> oh my so god, fantastic. that would be amazing if we end up with an actual legit theme song that's just bullshit <laughs> I pulled out of my ass. On after, the fly. Like, after like three years. Yeah. Really <laughs> uh, oh, I'm Ashley. Also, we cuss. Dang it. 
It's so cool. Close. I I added a disclaimer at the beginning now because <coughs> I usually forget to say P.S. I cuss a lot. Hi. I think we all cuss. It's cool. I cuss the most though. We were, well, now it's a competition. I mean, competition. if we were giving awards, not a competition, whatever we compete. But if we were giving out awards for who cussed the most in a given episode, I'd win that award. That would be my Dundee, and I'd be proud to display it. You're Dundee. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. All right. Ashley, how's <laughs> your life going? We already talked about how Hannah did not drop plates into her food, so it was still edible. Just okay? Rousing. <laughs> well, as as I've been uh, I'm, one I'm like, to say I'm like having lately, a really same pandemic, week. different day. <laughs> <laughs> like, true. I mean, I know how Ashley's day was because I ordered her six bottles of wine. So <laughs> hey, mm. cheers to that! Right. Um, oh my I, god! I, yeah, well, I am so true. glad I'm Today celebrating Today is National already. Drink Wine I know. Day, guys. I'm on my second glass of Zinfandel, so we're all good. I know, me too. <laughs> I know. Oh god. I'm on my but... second glass of Chardonnay because <laughs> the pandemic has turned me into a Chardonnay person. <laughs> uh, yeah, we love you anyway. I, I bought those... Um, those but it doesn't give me a headache, so... That are supposed to like alleviate the wine headache from reds, and they totally work. Yeah, I've never heard of this. Um, I forget what they're called. Oh, what's that? What? What? what tell yeah, me. you're welcome. <laughs> Bring this knowledge so to my brain. Yourself. Um, Great. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like a Sorry. little. It's, Sorry. Like, it's like a thing that you. Um, <laughs> it's called a wine wand. <laughs> And, oh wait it's yeah. like you freeze it and you put it in in uh wand wait, i might be thinking of something completely different well there's uh, a couple of them but this one kind of looks like a um <laughs> like a tea like when you know those like that um like the tea balls that you get uh-huh. it looks like a cross between that and like a brita water filter and you basically like put it in your wine and then like you swirl it around for a few minutes and then it takes away like um half of like the sulfides and histamines and like this shit that um causes you know like headaches oh yeah i was thinking of something that like chilled your wine and like as i was saying it i was like that's not what sarah's talking about at all that is much cooler yeah there's one that's like drops and I heard those are really good too that look like eye drops. Interesting. Um, I but I haven't um I haven't tried those ones yet. There you have to like order those ones online. Mm. And the other ones, like the wine wand was at Total Wine when I went to pick up my, my order like one day. So I just got it. Um but the drops you can't the drops you can't take if you're a vegan. Because they have um, egg white Whoa, protein. Oh, now I need to try this. Mm. But they are gluten free. So, um, and I'm not vegan anymore, like totally. Mm. So I could totally try them. Well, nice. 
Yeah. I'll send you guys a link. Don't worry. That's cool. I like I'm I but, am yeah, intrigued. Wanna, you know, go back so it's called a wine wand. Um it's totally helped. <gasps> okay, thank you. <laughs> I mean I do. I, I only ordered a single out of the six That's bottles me. of Chardonnay. Uh, well no, excuse me. Six they, bottles of wine that I very ordered. True. Only one was a Chardonnay. Yeah, I'm drinking a 2014 so, Zinfandel huh. because you know fuck it yep. it was in my closet and <laughs> when else am I going to enjoy like a $50 bottle of wine except sitting here with you guys so hey yeah I feel, I feel yeah I was going to yeah. say I feel really like honored I mean, let's be that real. you're the breaking out the good shit wine that we get is like That's literally cool. the cheapest wine that I have in my That's house at any given cool. time so yeah no meanwhile I'm drinking three dollar Trader Joe's wine not two well, buck chuck fancy but <laughs> you know no, what it's I joined a really bougie wine club like a million years ago that gives me like eight bottles a year. And for a while, I was like, I'm not going to drink them because they're so nice. So I ended up with like, you know, a jillion bottles of like really stupidly expensive wine. Now I'm like, fuck it. I'm drinking them all. Yeah, right. You want to make sangria with $60 Syrah? Sure. Let's fucking do it. Why not? Yep. Okay, Syrah, Syrah. Um, you were at the birthday party when it makes I me sad that I'm not over at your house more often. Yeah, yeah. It was really good. That, it was delicious. I had a lot of it. Yeah, it was quite enjoyable. <laughs> but I did mix a bottle of like I'm not eight dollar pre There was much had by me with my like sixty dollar um, bottle of wine sangria. So you know, like who can have a <laughs> anymore? Honestly, like. Well, plus, like, honestly, some bottles of, like, really expensive wine taste like shit. And you some bottles of... Oh, my God. Completely. Taste amazing. Like, my dad had, like, a stupidly expensive, like, hundreds of dollar bottle of wine. Very true. And it tasted like someone farted on it. Like, it was so <laughs> gross. It was the nastiest <laughs> bottle of wine. I wouldn't pay money for that thing. But... I've noticed... Sometimes the more expensive a Chardonnay is, uh, that's such a it, like the worse I think it tastes. Personally, like I I don't drink Chardonnay because <laughs> I don't like that like super buttery taste. Like I like Pinot Grigios and Sauvignon Blancs because they're much drier. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sometimes when it's like a really nice bottle of Chardonnay, <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> I just oh. got a Pinot Grig and thought of you, Hannah. It came in. Oh my, my god! Thank you. It's Gloria. I hate um, it. There's a, if anybody likes to get wine, there's a winery in Solvang that um, <laughs> is kind of like 50s vintage, um, like Vegas vibe. I do like wine. And they have a, tiki, yeah, they have like a tiki lounge, like if you, when you can actually go out <gasps> and do things. And so oh, cool. they make oh, yeah, you told um, me about tiki it. cocktails, like using wine. So you <gasps> get like a painkiller, a zombie, like all the different things, but they use wine instead of like, you know like rum and um like their back room is like a tiki bar kind of thing it's really cute and okay gonna be one of the first places i go when yeah we all and get vaccinated all of, and we're allowed to do bottles, um have like pinup girl like illustrations on them and cute. a lot of them are modeled on like current burlesque like um performers 
like a lot of them yeah they're pretty sweet but the current round of wines yeah you sent me they're are all really Disneyland inspired pretty awesome so there's a couple Cute. that are like tiki um tiki room vibe like kind of like jungle roomy vibe and then one that's like Walt under looking at the bridge with like the welcome to sign um but one of them is a pinot gris and I thought of you I'll save it till I can see you guys and then we can bust Aww. it up. Well, I'm honored, especially since you added Tiki and Disneyland there. Like, wow, those are three of my favorite things. Right? Okay. <laughs> like, I can't go wrong. But especially, Sarah, you know our relationship with <laughs> Tiki, <laughs> T- Disneyland and Tiki drinks. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. But hey, if you drink Tiki drinks with me at my house, I can guarantee we're not going to be roofied. So it's all good. Yeah, that'll be a good time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Hannah, <laughs> you're the other person in that story. Oh, yeah. No, it was me. Okay. So <laughs> I knew the story, but like I didn't 100%. realize you were the other oh, person. Okay. Well, hold on. Just to explain a little bit. Oh, that's yeah. Terrifying. Well, I'll give a very, <laughs> unlike my drink, watered down version. Well, now you have to um, tell the story. Basically, <laughs> Sarah and I went to Disneyland I think sir was this like the first time we had hung out in like a few years no we, we hung out was it that times, day or we but this was like one of okay. our first like major Disney trips yes okay okay so Sarah and I went to Disneyland and um for anyone who doesn't know at Disneyland um like adjacent to the parks is the Disneyland hotel and in the hotel there is uh this um bar called Trader Sam's and it's a tea bar it's really fun you know <laughs> overly expensive but really fun um and um Sarah and I went there and like this couple starts ch- <laughs> chatting us up <laughs> long story short uh a couple of swingers try to pick us up at <laughs> Disneyland uh it's one of the only times I've ever used sorry I have a fast pass for Space Mountain as an excuse uh these people but they bought us they bought us drinks and (laughs) yeah um we're pretty sure something was in it just based on the fact that like we should not have been as fucked up as we were uh, having had that 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 said the reason why i can laugh is because it's just so ridiculous that a couple like old like they were older swingers (laughs) like Oh my god! And I knew she was like starting to like hit on me because she started like touching my back, and then, and then they like bought us these drinks and like let us buy the souvenir glasses. And when I said that I like, we were, uh, they were like, "Okay, well, we bought you these drinks." So, and I'm like, "Okay, that obviously means nothing." Like they, they clearly had never heard a consent before. Like they were, they were, you know, this is like yeah. <laughs> as I'm telling you, this is an awful That's story. Nothing. <laughs> they were mad. It for- was. Mm-hmm. oh my god they were so creepy and they she kept like telling sarah and i like oh like i really like girls and my husband's got a big dick and i was like i have to work tomorrow like it was just yeah. so awful it was um so oh god <laughs> <was> yeah <laughs> so anyway <laughs> uh, i'd like to get off for this laughing. ride please. i am the other person in that story actually yeah. so Moral of the story, you don't go on to the dark side of Trader Sam's because yeah, they're absolutely the creepy corner. And yeah, it was like 
Damn. Yeah. And, well, you know, I want to everyone was safe and okay. And, yeah. you know, we, we left and, you know, nothing, nothing bad happened, but um, yeah. What a time at Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> the last place that you expect to, yeah. Nope. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I'm very glad that you guys are <laughs> this makes safe and okay. Always a little bit more amusing. That is one hell of a story. Exactly. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> Hello. Okay. So I have a story. Sorry. I have a story for you guys. Okay. So. Kind of hard of to miss. Um, yes. Y'all know about the horrific ice storms in Texas? Yeah. Um, my, my friend, okay, so I have a friend that I talk to every week. We, we play Among Us together. Sarah knows her. Her name is Ren. Um, like, Ooh. her power is super off. Uh, <laughs> like, and it's cold in her house, so she actually had to set up her tent in her living room. Yeah. Because the tent will keep, like, the body heat together and warmer than just being in the living room, right? But even then, the floor was too cold, mm-hmm. so she took the mattress off of That's her bed. That's actually what- and then do, slept in the tent on top of the mattress and like coat your floor like so in like her living room and she's all place. dressed up yeah mm-hmm. yep that's exactly what she's been doing like she's full on camping in her living room and reading books by candlelight so Texas is like crazy stupid cold right now and one of the problems that they're having is all of these sea turtles that are normally used to you know warm like gulf of mexico temperatures are now getting what they call cold stunned which is where it just becomes like so cold that they can't move anymore they're just like confused and they can't move anymore because they're um ectothermic right except that they actually have um this whole group called i think it's sea turtle inc And they're, like, ready and prepared for this. And they have whole rooms where they can put the turtles that are heated and warm and they run on generators. So they've been literally going out and and just, like, people from the community who are trained and also people who have boats and the the ink, the, the sea turtles ink people have been going out and saving these sea turtles. Um, and they've saved like 4,000 sea turtles so far. Um, and other companies are opening up their large areas like SpaceX, their, the, the, uh, sea turtle Inc. Uh, main building is near SpaceX somewhere. And so they have opened it up to the sea turtles and there's just like a thousand sea turtles chilling in this building that's being warmed by giant generators and, all kinds of people are donating their their extra generators and their industrial strength generators and all kinds of stuff to save the sea turtles. And uh, oh my one goodness. of them that they rescued is like 150 years old and weighs over 400 pounds. Like, it was just, I know, it was just really heartwarming to hear this story about all these people That's working together adorable. to, you know, save sea turtles. It was really That's cool. So nice. I wanted to I share it with it. everybody. <laughs> But I can yeah. just imagine this 
I can imagine those people being like, you know, right? sharing an ice storm with someone. Like, yes, guys, this is what we've been cool story for this whole time. Like, you're getting way too excited about it. Right. <laughs> they all have their little Captain Planet rings and they're like ready to Sea Turtle go. Squad, assemble! I support it. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> somewhat related. Yep. Oh, I was going to say somewhat related and it's definitely a oh, fake story, but it story made me way. laugh super hard. Uh, was <laughs> hearing uh, the this quote story that the Zodiac Killer finally came out to confirm he is not Ted Cruz and that he didn't want to be associated with him. I saw right? like, that <laughs> and I sent it to Ashley because she doesn't does not want to be part and of so Ted Cruz. Oh, yes. Uh, no, I laughed so hard when I saw that. Yeah, sure. so if you've missed it, um, there's been... But- my favorite of all uh, true crime rumors is I, that Ted Cruz is actually the the Zodiac killer. I support it. Yeah, but I mean, seriously. <laughs> so the fact that the Zodiac killer would actually come out and be like, nope, I mean, why not, not me? That guy's way worse. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, makes me cackle deep down in my little black. Yeah, I might have murdered people, but I did not go to Cancun while I was an elected official. Okay. God. I do love that we bullied him back to Texas. During an ice storm. <laughs> and then someone, someone, I don't know if you guys just heard this, it's like man. more recent, but someone uh, <laughs> like leaked uh, like a text chain between his wife, him, and like their neighbors because they were like, oh, like we're really cold. Let's go to Cancun. And so like totally, totally calling them out, uh, you know, about this BS that he said. About only going for the night or whatever, but I I love that someone was like, Mm-mm. Uh, <laughs> receipts live forever. <laughs> Screen caps are remember that. No, sir. Exactly. I right. Love it. I think not, okay. sir. Yes, exactly. I appreciate everybody saw, out there who's saw, being an internet uh, warrior. A meme that I think it was from a screen cap from Parks and Rec, and it was like, "Sure, uh, the memes are fire, but at what cost?" <laughs> and I do, I do just appreciate that we all, you know, have a sense of humor about these kind of <laughs> things because the me the memes are fire. Well, because if you last year, it's been depressing. If but... you can't laugh, you cry. So I mean, memes are exactly much how we get through life. I mean, and I think the whole idea oh my gosh. of people not realizing that, um, you know, the internet is forever is the same reason we get the rabbit hole that you sucked me into, Hannah. So fuck you. Oh, which one? Um, that <laughs> sheriff guy in Texas that was married and had like forty eight million girlfriends and fiancés and dates. <laughs> Oh, 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 you did it. Oh, shit. So I was, you know, happy. I'm sorry, what I, just I'm happened? working too hard and haven't checked the news thing. And then Hannah posted a thing that led me into like three different freaking Facebook groups and down this whole goddamn rabbit <laughs> hole because of I believe that. his name was Jason Collier or yeah, some, some, uh, sweet, sweet douchebag in, uh, Texas speaking of right yeah um, 
he was a police chief in right. Texas, which, um, you know, I guess says a lot about their vetting process, um, who was married and then, you know, was clowning around on the side with like multiple females mm-hmm. as was um brought about by again internet warriors who fucking made whole like infographics of all of oh, the yeah. that he was with in timelines <coughs> but it came about because he had a girlfriend <clears throat> that he gave faked like oh. forged annulment papers to show that he wasn't married anymore so that his girlfriend was comfortable dating him and you know was like hanging out with her and you know like living their best oh, dating life no. because he of course was like free and available and then at the same time did the exact same thing to another chick um and i guess he didn't know that these two girls knew each other but somehow like one of them posted on instagram about her fiance and then the <laughs> other girl like uh, saw it or did something and then they decided like one of them decided to just like take this fucker down and it became this whole thing where it came out that he had like faked annulment papers and proposed to his girlfriend and then he had After a three weeks. girlfriend yes um and he he has children i believe like they both had children, like the girls. Um, he proposed to them with uh, coffee makers because, you know, everybody needs a yes. fucking coffee maker. And he also had like, and then like as the, one of the girls is like posting this and like literally like posting the receipts oh, on Facebook, like screen caps. And like this was him like last week. And then the girl was like, oh, shit, like he's told me that he had to go. Like, you know, the DMV, and she's like, no, bitch, he was at my house, like, fixing my windows. Like, it was a whole thing. Oh, my God. Well, it got even crazier, too, yeah. because, like, these women were, like, across state lines, and he said, <laughs> men mm-hmm. really are the most. He said he had a part-time job with the FBI. <laughs> yeah. It said, like, he would, like, oh, like, I gotta go to, you know, Oregon, you know, when oh, all no. the protests and things were happening like oh i'm going to oregon because the fbi needs me and then when the that bombing in nashville happened he was like oh i gotta go to nashville for my part-time job with the fbi so using like really horrible yeah because yeah. <laughs> that's the thing part-timer with the fbi he was a part-timer oh no, it was it was insane and then i think the total count was like his wife that he was married to plus three fiancés and like at least six other girls who came forward and said that like one eventually said uh that's my friend's boyfriend he's supposed to be in Iraq <laughs> like I'm sorry I'm not laughing like at these women at all it's just the most insane like this man yeah is the most they insane person he was like with them only with them like you know, they were going over and like he was spending time with their children and like they thought and again, sign sometimes that maybe things aren't what they seem is if you meet a guy and two weeks later he is proposing with a coffee maker. Maybe yeah. check mm-hmm. on that shit. Like it was very like dirty John, like but like 
you know, the weird thing too was, he, you know, you know, with the comparison I just made, like Dirty John clearly was going after like women with money. This, the, one of the things that they said was he was like very insistent on paying for things and had like multiple credit cards. And I'm like, bro, like <laughs> rule number one, you have the biggest paper trail I've ever heard of. Like, oh God, it was oh, just yeah. it, bizarre. Yeah. Anyway, there was like a, a Facebook group talking about how they need to make like a Netflix movie about this. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. It was amazing. Ugh. And then it turns out too that like his original when he got hired, his original like biography when they're like, Welcome to the sheriff's department, like douche yes. was like married, father of three, devoted. He's also a pastor. Um, oh yeah, and then and then and kept like, telling the woman they weren't godly enough. Yeah, and then like a month later, I'm sorry, what? When, <laughs> a month later, when they published the guy's um, bio again, the married part is gone, and it just says father of three, pastor. It doesn't say married anymore. So he like literally had that part redacted and God. like removed from his. What body. a fucking creep! So yeah. Oh, he's like, terrible. So, yeah, it basically, so it blew up on Facebook, and then it got brought to the police department and to, like, Texas authorities. So, um, the Texas Rangers conducted an investigation <laughs> into this dude, and he was arrested by the Texas Rangers, charged with tampering with a government document with the intent of fraud, because, again, he forged an annulment to, like, show yep. these chicks. Um, and a state felony, and he had his bail set at 10, um, 10 grand. Yeah. 10 grand? Mm-hmm. Damn. I feel like that's again, not enough. It's not with the 10%, like, he's probably already yeah, he's out. out. But uh, again, if you want to dive down the rabbit hole, system in a lot of ways. there is a Facebook group called Jason Collier Netflix series, which is what I got sucked into and then never emerged for, like, three hours. <laughs> um, and they were suggesting guys to play him one of which um included and i think this is a really appropriate casting choice dane cook oh my god <laughs> yeah because yeah. looks kind of like him he does look like him remember when people liked dane yeah. cook that was so a thing guys would wear like i, I was one of those t-shirt. people once upon a time Hannah, I know this is the only time I've ever been disappointed in you. I was young and naive and tried to make boys like me, and then I realized that was a fruitless effort because I don't even like boys. <laughs> but yes, uh, you can lead a horse to water, exactly. but you can't make it like Dean Cook. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. Absolutely can't. But oh, that man. was yeah, yeah, that was my thing that I got stuck to do, and that only happened like that broke what well, like three weeks ago. Oh my god, yeah. That was definitely this year. Yeah, it was so. at the end of January. But we totally yeah. forgot to talk about it. Um, <laughs> can we, though, quickly well, talk about speaking of um, things, I say talk about anything you'd like. For a second. Because uh, we're watching that really, really shitty show, 911. Uh, because we have legit run out of things to watch. And Okay. That think? with Luke Wilson? No, it's the one with um, the guy from Six Feet Under, and oh, okay. um, the chick who played um, Marine's girlfriend in Rent, the movie. 
Oh, Tracy. Tracy Toms. Yes. Yes. Um, who I totally like. <clears throat> but, um, and then a bunch of like other people, you know, who I've never heard of. And um, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Which okay. I have to work really hard not to call it Jennifer Love Huge Tits because my brother's called her that for like a million years. And so like oh my that God. is the first thing that comes out of my mouth every time I talk about her. Jeez. Oh, um, I have three brothers. It's a terrible thing to work past. I know. Um, but yeah, so they're, like they're, you know, the fire station <laughs> in Los Angeles. And most of their shit is like really things that can never actually happen in LA, like the tsunami that goes over the Santa Monica pier and like destroys the pier and they have to like run away from like the giant wave that is, you know, taken over all of Santa Monica. Sure. Because that happened. Why Um, not? Yeah. You know, it's like in Sharknado when they could make it from downtown LA to the Van Nuys airport in like 10 minutes. You know, you just like, (laughs) sure, buddy, this is cool. But I forgot about that. <laughs> the current episode. Um, I feel like they just spin a wheel of like shit people are afraid of in Southern California and are like, these should be the things in our episode because this episode featured the destruction of the Hollywood sign, a mudslide, okay. um, the dam breaking. So of course, like it like flowed through LA you know, because that terrible L.A. dam that's going to, like, ruin all of our downtown. Um, and then, like, you know, there had been, like, many quakes, and that's what, like, set it all off. And I'm sitting here going, like, dude, these sure. Like, if you just watch this show and you were a fucking alien, you would think that we live in, like, the most, I mean, we do kind of, but, like, there's, like, a natural disaster, like, every fucking day. Because... Of course, there's going to be a dam that breaks that pushes a bus into, like, the 15th floor of a building in downtown L.A. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Jeez. Exactly. Like, could. It could. I mean. I saw Volcano. I know that we could erupt into molten I mean, lava. And I escaped from L.A. when L.A. broke off and, like, basically fell into the ocean and became its own little, like, prisoner colony island. But oh my I don't God. think that's yep. actually that what's going to happen. Uh, quick plug for no, but I am praying for it. <laughs> Same. Quick plug. Uh, the podcast "How Did This Get Made," which is one of my favorites. They did an episode on Escape from LA, and it is one of the funniest ones that they've recorded. It's so, uh God. Anyway, that one is really solid. My favorite is still <laughs> the Star Wars special. Oh God. <laughs> Where they talk about that winner because uh, that's the biggest, that's the biggest piece of shit ever. And I like Star Wars. <laughs> I was gonna say if you're saying that, but do we need a whole movie about the Wookiee Life Day? That's oh, mostly God. like, oh, the celebration yes, of life. It's mostly, you know, like yep. TV appearances by um, actors and performers who were really popular in the '70s and then not so much by the early '80s. Oh god. <laughs> it's so awkward. The the Wookiee Life celebration is so fucking awkward. I actually have like a bootleg DVD somewhere. And seen it. Uh first of all, they sing Star Wars. Like the theme to Star Wars, they they sing it. They put lyrics to it. And it's really uncomfortable. But then also 
uh, Chewie and like his family get together to celebrate the their version of Christmas. Oh god! And the whole family sits. The whole family sits around the table and has like a full on conversation with each other about something because you don't know because it's, it's just like noises. Oh it's my just Wookie talk. Are there subtitles it's or like it's just no. them? It's like no, oh my it's god. Just- no, it's no, there's no Wookie. subtitles. Yeah. Wow. There's and it's like it's long too. It's like at least five minutes long, and they're like, they're creepy too. Like, and you're like, what the fuck? There's like baby doing? Wookies and grandma Wookies, and it's 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 all kind yep. of fucking weird. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Any Wookiee that doesn't look like Chewie oh, is just uncomfortable but looking. I have a really yeah. good book that um, it's about like they find I don't know like some fucking like spaceship destroyer thing, but the crux of it is that something has been released that's like turning everyone into basically fucking zombies, and so um, the main character finds like a little like a little kid Wookiee who's like the only one that's like left of his family that's not like dead and oh they're like, going out but everybody is like zombies <laughs> and there's like fucking Wookiee zombies and like stormtrooper zombies and it's my favorite Star Wars book of all time because that's right that's so much cooler than what you think about <laughs> the celebration of life special 100% <laughs> But I had to oh, watch that, and I was like, "What the fuck is I? No, I can't. Okay, cool. Well, I'm gonna have to try to find this on the internet and watch it because <laughs> I'm highly intrigued." <laughs> uh, yeah, you totally should. Oh yeah, get your beverage. Absolutely. Maybe <laughs> one cannot watch it with a straight I mean, mind. You can, but the amount of times you go, "What the fuck is happening?" like increases dramatically yeah oh, God. but admittedly like i said that the first yeah. time i watched it and i was like nine so you know it really hasn't changed like Perfect. even little me Age, like, like, not like, line. Was, like fucking the weirdest thing ever <laughs> so you know what can you do So are we going to read um, a I guess story we could. today? I need someone to pick a topic, though, because I have a couple. Breakfast. Uh, fuck you. Okay. Pick <laughs> a TV show. Sorry. Let me be more clear about this. <laughs> it's not my fault that you weren't clear. Um, you should also, pick a PS, topic. Hannah, you missed the world's best story week. Um, when, oh, I, oh God! When I read Ashley, it was incredible. That time story. Uh, <laughs> We're never gonna top it. I don't know. I oh think my the God. one where the giant lake squid monster thing fucks Hogwarts is right up there. That was oh, good. what? Yeah, that was pretty good too. Like just fucks. Yeah, the castle no, fucks or like all of them. Yeah, <laughs> full on tackle fucks no. the castle huh. with with the castle. Yeah. <laughs> That was uncomfortable. So good. Mm-hmm. All right. Movie or TV show, guys? Let's go. Yep. TV. Uh, yeah. 
anybody? Bueller. What? Did you hear us? Hannah said TV. We bo- yeah. We said okay. TV. Pick a TV show. Oh my God. I can't do all the work. <laughs> I found the wonderfulness that was National Treasure 3 last week. And that was a fucking miracle. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Survivor. Survivor. Shit, you got this. All right. I have a couple of those saved. Okay. Um, yes. Question. Would you rather yes. have to adopt the actual Annabelle doll and live with it in your house forever? Or mm-hmm. adopt Bucky's child and have to take care of that little fucker. Uh, Whose child? Bucky's uh, um, child, Glenn, who was abducted in oh, Texas like two weeks ago. <laughs> um, Glenn's a stupid name. I actually like. Sorry if we have any fans who are named Glenn. God, no. I okay. Um, so for a really long time, it was like, <laughs> oh god, you broke. Hannah. Oh god, no. For a really long time, I was like deathly afraid of, particularly the Goosebumps Night of the Living Dummy, and it like really instilled this sure. fear of, you know, watching it now. It's it's the cheesiest thing ever. Like I can't believe I was scared of that, but like. For like a solid like ten years, I like let that thing control my life. I guess I guess I slept with a nightlight for a really long time, longer than is probably, uh, you know, bordering into the embarrassing <laughs> territory. But so normal. Both of those sound terrible, but I would have to say that Annabelle still sounds less terrible, considering that Chucky was a literal serial killer. So. <laughs> But his son wasn't, his son was just annoying, right? I mean, he was am I wrong? kind of awful. I've never, I, I've never, I, this is actually literally the first time I've heard about Chucky having a kid. Oh, because it's, honestly. Um, it's from, he and Tiffany have like, weird, of Chucky. You know, like serial killer puppet sex. And then they produce um, Glenn in Seed of, yes. Um, Glenn. Yeah, Glenn Ray in Seed of Chucky, hence why it's called Seed of Chucky, because, you know, it's disgusting and literally it's his fucking sperm. So um, if you stopped, if you tuned out of the Child's Play series after the initial, you know, (laughs) offerings, uh, then you missed the, the beauty and wonderment that was, uh, Puppet Tiffany giving birth to little fucking Chucky Jr. And Gross. It's something that I could have lived without, and I like puppets. <laughs> okay, so what was Hannah's response? She, which one would you rather hear about? Oh, the well, the would you rather I said Annabelle. Okay. Um, I don't know. I think I go with Glenn. Because Annabelle is like an actual demon. But you could leave them in that glass that's like, you know, don't touch glass. You go. Yeah, as long as I don't invite any stupid assholes over to my house, that'd be okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. You're exactly. a smart asshole. <laughs> okay, you guys ready? Yes. All right. So, yeah. since you chose Survivor, I went through my list, and this is the Survivor story that I have. So, this is the one that you get. This is called oh, 39 Days, Yay. One Survivor. From... <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I mean, that's the tagline of the oh. show. Okay. Sorry, that's <laughs> it's not that funny, Hannah. <laughs> that's just the show. By, with great power comes great responsibility. Uh, thank you, Uncle Ben. Oh, Solid. no. Mm-hmm. From Archive of Our Own. And this is actually a Kay. pretty recent one. Uh, it was published in December. Ooh. All right. No. He's mm, ready. Chapter one. The castaways arrived by boat, and one by one, they descended onto the white sandy beach. They were looking around, sizing each other up. Jeff Probst could tell as he waited for everyone to stand on the large blue mat. I assume that's a thing. Sure. Cool. Welcome to Survivor, Jeff said a few moments later. Are you ready to get to it? Yeah, the castaways cheered. Jeff walked over to a small basket. Inside were small wrapped packages. Dig in to retrieve your destiny. One by one, the castaways chose from the small pile. Now reveal, Jeff said to the group. They unwrapped the buffs and broke up into their corresponding tribes. All right, let's see who we have, Jeff said. We'll start with you guys. He pointed to the ones on the red mat. This tribe is unique because... Fred, George, and Ginny are all siblings. How does that make you feel, Victor? <clears throat> Victor Crumb looked at his, t- his tribe mates. I'm not worried. I think our tribe looks a bit stronger than the other tribes. An appropriate... Oh my god, I just realized it's <laughs> Harry Potter. Sorry, I'm there now. <laughs> I was like, wait, Victor Crumb sounds really familiar. And then I was like, oh, Fred, George, right. and Ginny. Okay, I'm here now. The party. I'm awake. <clears throat> An appropriate Thank you. for the Gryffindors to take, Burr. Jeff said with a smile. Over here, we have Neville, Luna, Ron, and Crab. How do you guys feel? Like this is going to be a disaster, Ron said, looking around. You guys with the Hufflepuffs, Jeff said, and moved on. Hermione, Cedric, Seamus, and Cho, how are you guys feeling? I don't want to speak for my tribe mates, Hermione began, but I think we have the best tribe out here. Bold words, Jeff said. You guys are Ravenclaw. And last but not least, we have Draco, (laughs) Harry, Goyle, and Fleur. First impressions? The other tribe should be scared, Draco said confidently. You guys are Slytherin. And with that, I'm going to lead you right into a reward challenge. The castaways cheered as Jeff began the rundown. One person from each tribe will run out and dig for a bag of puzzle pieces. When you find the bag, you run back to your tribe. Once you reach the mat, the next person goes. There are four bags of puzzle pieces. Once all the bags have been found, you will climb this wall and slide down the other side. Then two tribe mates will solve the puzzle at the end. The first tribe to finish the gets a bag of rice, a bag of beans, and fire in the form of flint. The second tribe gets one bag of rice and flint, and the third gets a bag of rice. The last tribe will be headed to the tribal council where someone will be voted out. I'll give you a minute to decide who will work the puzzle. The castaways were lined up. Survivors ready? Go. Crab, Ginny, Draco, and Hermione ran out first. 
and they each ran to their own digging circles and began furiously searching for bags. Ginny has the first bag for Gryffindor, Jeff said. She was running back to her tribe. When Ginny made it back, Fred ran out. Crab has the bag for Hufflepuff. Hermione with the bag for Ravenclaw. Draco is going for strategy. He's looking for all the bags. Of course he is. Fucking get. Sorry, that was me. Uh, Crab. <laughs> I mean, Jeff yeah. does get sassy, but I don't think he's Crab made it back and then Ron ran out. Hermione was next and then Cedric. Draco is finally back with his bag. Everyone is in this. Goyle ran out. Fred has a second bag for Gryffindor. Goyle has a second bag for Slytherin. And Ron has a bag for Ravenclaw. As Fred made it back, George ran out. And once again, once Goyle returned, Fleur headed for the sand. Ron made it back and Luna ran next. Cedric can't seem to find a bag. Ravenclaw needs to pick it up. Fucking Cedric. Fleur has Slytherin's third bag. Go, Harry. Harry ran and instantly went to his bag. You guys are good, Slytherin. Go. The remaining Slytherin tribe ran over to Harry, and then they continued to the wall. Cedric has finally found the second bag for Ravenclaw. Go, Seamus. Slytherin made it up over the wall and down their side. Fleur and Draco got started on the puzzle. George returned and Crumb ran out. He was the fastest and made it there in no time, finding the bag almost instantly. Go, Gryffindor, Jeff said. I can just imagine, like, little probes with all of his little Harry Potter charms. It'd be so cute. Right. And they took off running <laughs> for the wall. Draco and Fleur picking up the pace in the puzzle. Luna returned and Neville ran out as Seamus made it back. Neville has the final bag. Go, Hufflepuff. Ooh, Hufflepuff. Gryffindor made it back and over the wall with Hufflepuff on their heels. Jeff, Draco said as he and Fleur raised their arms in the air. Slytherin wins. Keep going. We're looking for second and third place. Cho has her bag. Go, Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw ran out when they made it to the wall, but their lack of communication had them scrambling. Ravenclaw is quickly falling out of this challenge. It's Ginny and George working the puzzle for Gryffindor and Luna and Neville working for Hufflepuff. Gryffindor has six pieces to go. Hufflepuff is falling behind. Ravenclaw has just made it over the wall. Don't quit, Ravenclaw. Jeff, George yelled with hands in the air. Gryffindor thinks they have it. And they do. Gryffindor wins second place. It all comes down to Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw. Hermione and Seamus got to work out the <laughs> no puzzle. Puffs. Hermione found a piece. Seamus has a piece. Then with another... Luna's figured out the puzzle. She's picking up a little haste. Hufflepuff has two pieces left. Ravenclaw has five. Luna tried one and another, and it snapped into place, just as Jeff said. Ravenclaw has another piece. They only have three left. Jeff, Neville cried, and Jeff went over. Hufflepuff wins. Yay. The tribes cheered, <laughs> and Ravenclaw looked thoroughly disappointed in themselves. Slytherin, here's your rice, beans, and flint and a map to your camp. You can head out to Gryffindor. Here is your rice, flint, and a map. You can head out. They went off another direction. Hufflepuff, flint, and a map. Ravenclaw, here's your map. I'll see you tonight at Tribal Council. (laughs) I'm waiting for murder. Uh, The large blue flag with Ravenclaw written across it marked the camp as the tribe walked up. Look, Hermione began. I know we're all bummed they'll be self to build a shelter. Seamus nodded. I'll start collecting palm fronds. I'll help, Cho said. They walked away, and Seamus turned to Hermione. What are you thinking? This looks like a good spot. See how the trees curve? We can put the shelter right here in between. Cedric nodded as he scratched his chin. I like it. What are you thinking for the vote? I don't know, she sighed. Hermione sat alone, a beautiful backdrop behind her. She looked into the camera. I do know. Cedric was the one that cost us the challenge. He took three times as long to dig up his bag of puzzle pieces. 
If we want to win, we need a strong team, so he's got to go. Plus, he's a sparkly vampire, so fuck him. <laughs> yeah, what's he doing? <laughs> the four of them worked rather well together when there wasn't any pressure, and they had respectable shelter by the time they headed for tribal council that evening. Dip your torches in, get in, the, in and get fire. And the game of Survivor, fire represents life. And when your fire goes out, so do you. Oh, please let me murder them all. The four castaways dipped their torches in and placed them in the holes behind their seats. Once they were seated looking at Jeff, he began, Hermione, how are you feeling? Frustrated. No one wants to be on the tribe that goes, be on the tribe that goes to the council first. Was there a lot of talk back at camp for who to vote out, Joe? There was little to no talk, Jeff. We mostly discussed the shelter. But our shelter is fantastic, Shamus said to friend. It seems to work really well together when we aren't competing, Hermione grumbled. So how do you decide who goes home, Cedric? He shook his head. It's a tough decision, Jeff. We just met, but someone has to go. And with that, it's time to vote. Cho stood and walked over to where the parchment and marker were. One by one, they took turns. I'll go tally the vote, Jeff said, and he went to grab them. If anyone has a hidden immunity idol you want to play, now would be a good time to do so. No one moved or got up, so Jeff nodded. I'll read the votes. First vote, Cho. Second vote, Cedric. One vote, Cho. One vote, Cedric. Third vote, Cedric. Cedric looked Ooh. worried, but Cho's eyes were huge. They waited for the final vote. The first person, person voted out of Wizard Island, Wizarding Survivor, is... Cedric he said turning around the vote so everyone could see Cedric was dumbfounded as he stood on unsure legs and grabbed his torch Cedric Jeff began the large snuffer in hand the tribe is spoken he extinguished his torch and Cedric walked out not even looking back we'll see how this affects challenges was it the right decision Jeff asked grab your stuff and head back to camp the remaining Ravenclaws picked up their torches and other wares and headed back. I thought I was forming an alliance with Hermione, but apparently not, Cedric said in his exit interview. I'm disappointed in myself. Day two. Everyone gets murdered. <laughs> just, just. No. no. I mean, no. that would be a really good ending to the story if it was like day two. Hermione wakes up to silence. Nothing is happening. Oh my Nothing god. <laughs> she wanders around the camp and finds the bodies of all of her friends. That would be a dark turn. Does it go through no, all 39 days? No. It literally <laughs> ends on day three. But okay. I was wondering. Well, I mean, I hope beginning. he continues, or they continue the series. Yeah, I just want to address the beginning. But in my brain, it ends with Hermione waking up and everybody is dead because Jeff Probst is secretly Voldemort and used <laughs> Survivor as a way to lure them all to the island, so that he dispatch everybody I mean, without suspicion. Amazing. <laughs> That makes as much sense as any of the times Voldemort right. shows up like in the book. This would make more sense. Pretend like, that they're all in a game show, lure them all someplace, 
have you know the camera crew and like the safety experts all secretly be dark wizards and then when they get voted off and have to leave you know they're actually killed they're just killed you know he could like slow burn he could rig it so that it 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 makes more sense than being the back of somebody's head so that you know Harry finds the immunity idol, so he gets to make it when he is, you know, like not doing so well in a challenge. Um, obviously, you want to pick off this like other possible stronger players first, so Crumb's got to go. Um, you know, you leave Crab and Goyle for the end because they're fucking worthless. But yeah, <laughs> well. I actually enjoyed that. I, I think it was uh, well written, and you could tell that the author really does yes. watch Survivor. Because those are the yeah. exact so words that Jeff says. It's actually being updated. Um, and if you go on to Archive of Our Own, nice. you can um, vote for Player of the Week. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> chapter two. Oh my god, so I love cool. it. It was updated uh, this last week. And you can continue to catch up but i just really like the idea of wizard survivor so i said once again that was 39 days one survivor um by with great power comes great responsibility from archive of our own so go check it out thanks man well thank you Anytime. I mean, we're still gonna have to read that one where fucking squidward you know bangs nicholas cage at some point but you know. oh god i'm sorry what wait <laughs> i don't know about this one. Oh my god how did i not dang <laughs> it, was, it. I guess okay okay but i really i did love our story last week but but next week i need to hear about Nicholas Cage and Squidward making well, the sweet, sweet, sweet whoopee. Not that they make the sweet, sweet whoopee, but to um, have their true love be successful, they have to make the ultimate sacrifice uh-huh. so they can be together <laughs> in Bikini Bottom. Oh. No! And by oh. ultimate sacrifice, I mean they have to fucking sacrifice someone. Now that this is like buff Squidward, right? Like, that, I oh no, it's full on like squidgy, squidgy <laughs> Squidward. <laughs> oh my God. Yep, floppy arm Squidward. I'm very excited for next week. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you've teased and- this. Uh, I will try and find some SpongeBob related um, topics to talk always- about. And I know we used to talk about shit before our fanfic. Uh, watch the amazingness of the Nicolas Cage movie where he basically five nights at Freddy's it because holy shit guys I bought it and we had to watch it what movie uh didn't I okay. send you the trailer mm-hmm. you did oh, yeah I'll, I'll go for yeah our text it's again. Called, I honestly can't remember um, what is it called Wally's Wally something fuck um now I can't remember but basically, it's Nick Cage as um, Five Nights, basically doing Five Nights at Freddy's. So he's a guy rolling along, and he ends up having to work at a Chuck E. Cheese ripoff over <laughs> where, of course, all of the fantastic. animatronics are um, 
coming to life and evil. evil yeah murderous robot things i'm in well we should a, set up a movie night, night and and you can you can stream it for us and we can all watch and and laugh and have have ha ha <laughs> and then we can maybe you can find us another <laughs> amazing five nights at freddy's uh story because oh my husband God. is still scarred from the I first one can. that you read. <laughs> it was like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, but you never Amazing. forget that shit. It kind of thinks it's called Willie's Wonderland. Willie, Willie, Wonderland. Yes, that just came out and um, yeah, release date February twelfth, twenty twenty one, where he plays the oh, janitor. Yeah. So we'll have to watch that and discuss that shit before next time as well. Yes, please. All right. Good. Yes, please. So until then, <laughs> stay classy. Drink your wine. Drink wine. Drink more water. Drink, stay. drink more water. Um, don't breathe other people's air. Uh, stay inside and do shit. Wear a mask. And, uh, wear a mask. <laughs> Stay fresh, <laughs> cheese bag. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 Hi. Hi. How you doing? Good. How are you? Uh, fantastic. It's a beautiful rainy evening. Are you fanficantastic? Always. <laughs> it's raining there. It's not raining here. I'm jealous. Well, it was in, like a couple minutes ago. I don't know. Who knows? Yes. So I'm not singing an intro because I, I sang an intro song before, right? I think so. Are we using my song I sang as, I, as the intro? Probably. That's exciting. Worst case, we can always do that. <clears throat> Whatever. Welcome to Fanfic and Tastic. Where I'm thickin' and she's Tastic. <laughs> and our fan is not here. Oh, So sad. <laughs> Oh, she's not here. It's okay, but that's okay because that means we get to talk more about the best film of 2021. Yep, all time, perhaps. Perhaps some may say Willie's Wonderland. That's right. If you have not gone out and spent your hard-earned dollars, um. Renting <laughs> Willy's Wonderland on the streaming platform of your choice, you are missing out. Yeah, go do it now. Go so, now. Yeah, I mean, like, not right now. But yeah, pause, watch, and then come back. So yeah, go do it right now. That's true. <laughs> um, so I loved everything about the movie. Yeah. <laughs> So let's break it down. Um, because actually... Spoilers we- alert. Yes. If you haven't watched it, stop now. <laughs> really um, it's actually ruined Five Nights at Freddy's for me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> In the very beginning of our podcast. Yeah, thanks a lot. It's cool. And I think Willy's Wonderland has redeemed... <laughs> from the depraved sex robot shenanigans that you drove it into <laughs> with the uh, you found. 
I aim it to be memorable. It is memorable. So Willy's Wonderland, which came out right at the beginning of this year, right? Like February. Uh-huh. Is basically <clears throat> Nick Cage's um, Five Nights at Freddy's. It's like a it's, it's like a love letter to Five Nights at Freddy's. It really is. And all those times as a kid, you were really convinced that Chuck E. Cheese was going to kill you. Yeah. Which he still might. So the plot, basically, um, and it's a deep, deep plot, <laughs> is that Nick Cage plays his um, normal Nick Cagey self. Uh-huh. Except this time he is an unnamed, not drifter, but I guess journeyman. Yeah. Right? He's on his so, way. He's got a purpose. He's on his he's way going, to somewhere. Yeah, because nobody drives in their pretty nice car with an entire trunk full of energy drinks if Punch! they're not going somewhere. So Nick Cage with his, you know black jeans and badass boots and you know, leather coat um, and previously mentioned trunk full of energy drinks. Punch! And punch, yes. <laughs> is driving down the road uh-huh. and it's stopped by um, spike strips that have been placed in the road suspiciously. Very suspiciously. And then even more suspiciously, suspiciously is the fact that pretty soon after a very helpful tow truck driver appears and says, yeah, no problem, mysterious gentleman. I can totally tow you to my auto body shop and fix that straight up for you. And so without saying a word, Nick Cage accepts and goes to the super suspicious garage. (laughs) Where he is told it's it's totally fine. There are no red flags at all that we will discuss later. Um, where he is told, of course, that the ATM machine is out. The town again, super sus, gets no internet, and yeah, the whole thing is a dead zone. Yeah, and so they can't take credit cards, so he has to pay for the entire repair in cash up front. But you know. It's very handy that there is a restaurant in town that needs to be cleaned. So if he totally goes and spends the night, and again, not at all suspicious. uh, Also, Nick Cage not saying a word. Yeah, no words. Zero words. He goes to stay in this dirty restaurant overnight and cleans it up. He will get his car fixed. No problems. So from this point on, our main character is just known as the janitor, and he has no name. And as Ashley mentioned, he is not going to say a single goddamn word this entire movie. Nope. Which is a brave acting choice. It really for is. One has many known um, and oft-repeated quotes. He grunts occasionally, <laughs> and that's about it. So, I mean, as a person who would hate to have to learn lines. This is my dream role because <laughs> all I have to do is flower. And you know, <clears throat> puppet. Yeah. Yeah. 
I would, I'd be okay with that too. Um, cause I, I actually had to take acting, you know, for college. And, mm-hmm. uh, that's where we found out that I was a C minus actress. Uh, cause I, I could not remember lines to save my life. And also I'm bad at it. So this would be a, a dream role for me. Yeah. So this, so he's like, sure. I mean, doesn't say sure, obviously, because again, no words, but he is going to go and be introduced to Willie's Wonderland, which again is our cut rate Chuck E. Cheese in this weird last little town uh-huh. where the Chuck E. Cheese and his friends are replaced by a stellar cast of, again, fucking suspicious characters <laughs> um, who are Chuck E. Cheese stand-in, what is it, Willie Weasel. Willie Weasel. Willie Weasel, who is my favorite. Um, and then Siren Sarah, who is like a little fairy. Um, Ozzy the Ostrich. I can't believe Artie you remember the- all these names. I took notes. It's cool. Um, Artie the Alligator, Cammy the Chameleon, who was a fucking horror show in and of herself. It was a nightmare. Gus the Gorilla. I don't remember the gorilla. Oh, the gorilla was from the bathroom. That's right. The gorilla was in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, and- <laughs> I don't know why I said bathroom like that. The bathroom. <laughs> yeah. So they're all on stage, you know, as you do in a child's pizzeria, um, ready to perform. And he gets told, here's your shirt, because, of course, while you're cleaning this empty-ass, deserted, dirty fucking place overnight, <laughs> you need to wear the official Willie's shirt while you do yeah. it. Um, get to getting. And then they lock his ass in. <laughs> with, like, right. with, like, a chain and a, and a master lock. Yeah. And um, at the same time, we're introduced to our band of merry teens who are of undetermined teen age. But definitely at least 25. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think they're probably supposed to be like 19, but let's be real, they're all like almost 30. Yeah. Right? And um, we're introduced to the main one whose name I have no fucking clue, but she's being um, chained to a pipe in a trailer by the town sheriff. Again, this town is super fucking suspicious. And then all her friends are going to come in, discover that she's been chained to a pipe. And as opposed to being all like, oh, my God, the sheriff changed you to a, like a fucking radiator. They're like, she only gave you a bucket to piss in. Like, what the fuck? So, again, this town is issues. Um, she reveals that the sheriff and all of them are going to, you know, some poor sucker got locked in the restaurant and they are going to go and burn down Willie's because <laughs> something is wrong with Willie's. If you hadn't gotten the fact that something was wrong with Willie's by the fact that they're way too eager to get this like random drifter inside of it and then lock his ass inside. The fact that a group of like five or six teens instead of you know going out drinking sex and whatever they're going to do are like yeah let's burn down Willie's with a person inside. Let's totally go do it. It'll be fine. Well no they want to she wants to rescue the poor sucker that's been locked in. She does. The others are like no let's just burn him alive. Right. So he starts to cleaning. Um, and we discover that he has a serious caffeine addiction. Punch! So <laughs> he, drinks, he drinks punch. punch! 
he brings his case of punch, punch! with him into the restaurant <laughs> and starts to cleaning. And then, of course, shit's going to hit the fan because all of the animatronics are actually alive and try to murder him. And again, without saying a word, he is going to murder each one, uh, beat it down, yeah. bag it up. Because, again, he's real hell-bent on actually cleaning this I, fucking he's, restaurant. He's really into the cleaning. And he does a great job at it. He does a really good job. And then he's going to randomly, of course, take punch, punch and pinball every, you know, 25-ish minutes. Well, he's got to have um, a break. He's got to... He's got to play his pinball machine and drink his punch. Yeah, he sets his timer so he can. And so, of course, the teens are going to, you know, end up trapped inside with him. Shenanigans will ensue. We will find out that um, Willie is actually the, basically, he's Chucky. All right. He's the ghost of a serial killer, or the soul of a serial killer trapped in a giant animatronic weasel. All of his badass like not badass bad bad. friends that he invites to work at the pizzeria yeah who are all probably also you know serial killers in training and or have fun with him in the happy fun room (laughs) where you know they murder people while it's open and the town um and then he did a you know charles lee ray try to put my soul into something else aka the animatronic weasel in the restaurant and the town to avoid the animatronics going crazy and murdering random people are sacrificing folks who just drive through town to Willie and his friends. Makes perfect sense. So, right. Suspicious uh, tow truck driver, suspicious owner of the restaurant and man with the best name ever. And Suspicious Sheriff are all in on it together. And of course, Nick Cage is going to come out victorious. Everyone else is probably going to die. It's amazing. It's really great. And um, one of my favorite things was the practical effects. I loved how all of the animatronics were made. And then how they were all dismembered and killed and i i love everything about the practical effects about this yeah this movie was pretty much all practical effects um the ostrich who i believe is the very first one to die is like a full-on like muppet puppet controlled by yeah. people that they had to you know like green screen out but everybody else is basically just in a costume yeah. Like, Siren Sarah is obviously a um, trained dancer and or gymnast. Just wearing, like, flesh-colored tights and a creepy mask. Like, they're all people, which is really cool. And so there's a lot of legit practical effects. So this movie was made right before the world shut down. Um, And, you know, it was made in February of last year. And they took like a month to film and they finished it up like pretty much right as life was shutting down, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, timeline. Yeah, I don't know if it would have gotten made, right, if um, they had had to like push back their film. Right. Yeah. 
But the Nick Cage discussion of whether or not he was going to speak uh-huh. um, was a decision between the creator, director of the film, and Nick Cage. Okay. Because they were like, you know, every movie has like, you know, that line that like people say that's quoted, like Samuel L. Jackson's I've had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane or like everything. And then they couldn't think of something. So like, fuck it. This guy's going to say nothing. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing at at all. all. I love it. Yeah. And Nicolas Cage is really like the driving force behind this movie getting made, which is kind of cool. So he was in on like the entire like re- like rewrite script and like getting picked up, um, which is kind of awesome. I think this is the third week in a row that we've talked about Nicolas Cage. Uh, we have serious Nicolas Cage. Love it. I do too. I I'm of it. I love my Nicolas Cage. Um, it's all good, right? Makes me happy. He's my favorite Hollywood weirdo. <laughs> legit him and Crispin Glover oh, well, I do love Crispin Glover I was younger. him yeah. and his entirely black house yeah they're weird in yes, different ways they are weird in different ways um mm-hmm. and then on the other end of the spectrum of like weird but obnoxious and I don't like is uh Shia LaBeouf um I totally don't like him I know me neither that's what I'm saying he's the opposite end of the spectrum he's also He's also oh, yeah. weird, and I don't like him. <laughs> no. If I saw him, I would run very, very far the other way. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Best things yeah. about this movie. Um, the I have to have a timer, because if I don't drink my punch every, like, 25 minutes <laughs> or whatever, punch. what is going to happen to him? So... He has a timer that goes off and literally whatever he's doing, he mm-hmm. stops because he has to go chug a punch and then he plays pinball. And occasionally while he's playing pinball, you know, he like does a little dance, like shakes a little booty, drinks a little punch and then goes back to it. And his timer can go off like his timer goes off while he's in the middle of scrubbing down machines. Cool. And then his timer goes off when... The kids are like in the middle of fighting one of the animatronics, and he's just like, "Here, girl heroine, take this knife because I'm gonna go in the kitchen and chug some punch." Well, yeah, pinball, and it's break that. time. Yeah, and like the look on her face when he just like hands her the knife and walks <laughs> out. When her face, yeah, like, she's dismayed. <laughs> but it's break time. He got to go have his break now. But you're only, I mean, on any given job, you only get two 15-minute breaks and a lunch. And he definitely took more breaks than that. He did. So. He was an excellent worker, and he always had a clean shirt, which I think was one of my favorite things, is that every time he gets dirty, he goes and puts on a brand new shirt, because he's got to represent that Willy Wonderland, you know, image. Yeah. So every time he murders a puppet, he goes because the puppets of having blood have like motor oil. Yeah, you know, as you know, being animatronic. Um, so every time he gets all you know greased up after taking down an animatronic foe, 
He goes and puts on a shiny, spanky new shirt so that he can continue to scrub the floors and toilets. Yep. You know, pride. Pride in his work. Is it, we, did we decide he went through six shirts total? I think so. Because yeah. um, he had the original one and then he killed five guys. I'm going to look up the shirt because I, I, I want to see the shirt again. Oh, it's magic. Yeah, so he takes down Ozzy the Ostrich, who was the first one to go. And adorable, so I'm kind of sad he didn't stick around. And then when he's cleaning the bathroom, he gets um, attacked by the gorilla, which is so sad because the bathroom was a shit show. It was covered in graffiti. It was super nasty. He gets that thing sparkling. Like, if I could clean my bathroom that well, I'd give myself a fucking award. And he gets it perfect. And then hears a voice and turns around and bam, it's an evil, psychotic, and you know, possessed gorilla. Um, you know. Oh, you can buy the t shirt. That sweet. That is going to fuck up all of the hard work that he did in the bathroom. And every time he fights somebody and they like splatter their motor oil blood or like anything, you can just see that he's so <laughs> frustrated that he has to clean that shit. I feel so bad for him. I know. And then he bags them up because, again, he's conscientious and cleaning. So when the kids, like, show up, they notice that there's, like, four bags of, like, corpse parts just, like, sitting in the hallway. Yeah. You know, because guys just been, like, they're all worried about saving him. And he's just been calmly, you know, killing an ostrich, killing a gorilla, you know, ready to go. Yeah. Amazing. Now the creepiest one is oh you know what one I didn't mention is the um really non PC like turtle or whatever. Is it Tito the Turtle? Oh yeah with the <laughs> it's like with the sombrero and the really yeah. bad like Hispanic accent. Yeah, that one was I mean but oh. Like it a was little a little much, but at the same time, it was exactly what you would see from like a nineties Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck e. Yeah, we well, yeah, the Chuck E. Cheese had that really like super stereotypical Italian. Pizza yeah. Guy. Um. Oh, he's a he's a but, oh, he's a like, parrot. Yeah. I believe he's a parrot. parrot. Okay. Anyway, it's creepy. creepy. Um, and then once all the kids show up, of course, the one girl is like, let's get out of here. And then a couple others are like, let's go fuck in the happy fun. I get it though. Because says we're real sexy. Like we fell through the roof (laughs) into a a abandoned cheese full of serial killer animatronics. Yeah, that just totally gets my engine revving and makes me want to go uh, do okay, it in ball pit. I'm actually going to defend the teenagers because teenage Ashley would have been all about this. Okay, so as someone who's actually gone on a date, you know, to a graveyard to go like do EVPs and ghost hunting and shit, I'm all for like making out in like the murder ballroom. But if I know that, you know, these kooky animatronics can fucking kill people. 
I'm maybe not going to go all the way, not pay attention, get full naked and bone in the ball pit, <laughs> just in case one of them decides to creep up and I don't know. Well, see, I don't think all of the teenagers really believed it, though. I don't think they were all 100% in. I think only our main uh, final girl, I think she was the one who was like, yeah, it's totally real. I think the others were just kind of like, uh-huh, yeah, sure it is. Yeah, we'll go along with it. We just want to build, burn a building. Right? Like, I I, I think they were skeptical. And as as somebody who went uh, on many occasions into the dark corners of haunted houses with some boys um i would have been all about getting naked and labeled happy fun time happy fun fun time room you're supposed to get naked there like that's that's that's, that's like a neon sign for teenagers i yeah i mean like now if there was a willie's wonderland we could go visit and it was like I don't know, an exhibit or just like a fun time haunted house or whatever, I would be like, Jeremy, Jeremy, let's, you want to go to the happy fun time room? And he'd be like, no, there's cameras. We'll get caught. I'd be like, oh, fine, whatever. No, you'd be like, that's why I'm <laughs> That's why you wear black. So you blend into the shadows. True story. Okay. I will give you that. But as we find out, the reason that our final girl is super sus and knows what's going on is because her family yeah. was lured and locked into the Willy's Wonderland back in the long, long ago um, as one of these sacrificial lambs to appease Willie and his psychotic crew of animatronic possessed puppets. <laughs> So she basically saw her, like her mom and dad get murdered and then was rescued and adopted by the sheriff who, you know, takes care of her and loves her and shows her affection by chaining her to the radiator. It's a weird so, town. It's a weird town. hundred percent. Um, and the happy fun time room we also learn is where Willie and, or real life Willie before he was a weasel uh, and his cronies would do all of their evil deeds and you're not really clear on what that is if it's like murder if it's like straight up like creepy pedo shit if it's like sacrifices we don't know um, that's, a, the only, that's the only thing that this movie is a little bit vague on but they're into some bad time shit in the happy fun time room so the only fun time had is by Willie and his friends. And we discovered that Willie's real name is, of course, a three-name name, which means that he is 100% Absolutely. a serial killer. And as soon as they said that, like, I texted you. <laughs> He's a serial yes. killer. Because as we know, all serial killers have three names. Or all the good ones. No. A lot of them. Yeah, and like even you know people who refer to Ted Bundy as Ted Theodore Bundy, I feel like gives him three names and makes him, you know, one of the three names serial killers. Um, so it was fantastic, and everyone should watch it. Charles Lee Ray, all that kind of good stuff, and this movie is fucking bonkers. It's totally worth 
paying for. It's got that like Evil Dead One kind of vibe, where it's cheesy as fuck, but it's amazingly cheesy as fuck. It's 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 got a grit to it that I liked. Yeah. Um, also, the tagline for Punch, Punch! I actually like to say, <laughs> is um, a fistful of caffeine to your kisser, which I feel like is the best name, like tagline <laughs> ever for like any fake um, energy drink, which is really just Pepsi with like a new wrapper, yes. like a hundred percent. Um, and then, of course, by the end, they, they, I love when the sheriff discovers they're trying to, like, break him out. And she's like, we're sorry, Willie. Please don't take it out of town. This fucker was just, like, ruining up our plans. And you're like, cool. I'm glad you're fine with the fact that four teens are dead. And no, no, it's fine. You're apologizing to the fucking position. Right. Yeah. Cool. Well, they were sort of, like, I don't know the cult of Willie, you know? Yeah. I feel like they weren't actually the cult of Willie. They were just 100% looking out for themselves and no one else. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Um... (laughs) But it's amazing. Go watch it. Um, Because nothing says this will make my life better. Like a movie featuring a completely mute Nicolas Cage and satanically possessed animatronic animals. It's fantastic. We were just laughing our asses off the whole time. You can also pre-order the Blu-ray on Amazon. Totally shit. We did. We did. I, I, yep, I ordered mine, um, and it's coming in April, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm very it is excited. Well. Yep. I'm gonna make Jeremy watch it. Oh, yeah, end of April, April 20th. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm so excited, and I'm definitely gonna get my own Willy's Wonderland shirt that I can wear while watching it, and I'm gonna tape a punch label to my Monster Energy. So that I too can be as <laughs> cool as <laughs> Punch. Punch. Um, it was fantastic. So, um, yeah. so I have some stories to share with you. Uh, um, which which story would you like to hear? I have one about uh, Panda Express. Um becoming cult-like I have Mm -hmm. one about a lake of skeletons I have one about Ashton Kutcher's ex-girlfriend who was okay I feel like we're on restaurants right now talking about Willie we should totally go with Panda Express okay (laughs) so uh, trigger warning. This one gets kind of grungy and deals with um, people being forced to do things they don't want to do. So oh. there's 
All right. <laughs> this and this all takes place in our state. This takes place in California and Southern California. So this is uh, mm-hmm. this took place. Uh, uh, there's a woman who worked at a Panda Express in Santa Clarita, who is uh, suing Panda Express. Because she said that she was forced to take part in cult-like rituals in a 2019 training seminar that was sponsored by the company and a prerequisite to her getting a promotion. So um, there's so so um, apparently Panda is expressed their headquarters is in Rosemead, which is also in Southern California. Um, and they use this group called Alive Seminars and Coaching Academy. Um, and that's where they send all of their people who are training for promotions. And it's supposed to be a seminar that teaches people like how to work together in a group dynamic and conflict resolution and, you know, all those things that you need to know how to do as a manager, right? But apparently they do it in a really weird way. Uh, and it's fucked up. Um, so when she got there and, and, and a life seminars and coaching Academy is contracted by Panda express. And she was told by the Panda express people that like, if she wants promotion, she has to go through this um, coaching thing. Right. Um, so she says that, um, she went and there were about 20 to 50 people from Southern California and, uh, she said it was super weird. And at the beginning, everybody who came was told to sit down and not talk. And then they were just left there for like an hour, just sitting there, not talking. And then a man came okay, in weird. and screamed at them in Spanish and started, like, her, like telling them they were stupid for sitting there and doing nothing, which is, again, what they were told to do. Um, and then a bunch of Alive Seminar employees, like, wearing their, like, Alive Seminar outfits came in and started screaming at them and telling them that they were nothing and they don't matter. And that it was a lot like a drill sergeant, like what they do in the army to, to scream at new recruits. She said that's what it felt like. Um, they weren't allowed to use their cell phones. There's no clock in the room. And the doors and windows were all covered with black cloth. Uh, so then they started, like, interrogating them. Um, and they were... Uh, like yelling and screaming at them and then they would compliment them and tell them they were doing a good job and then yell and scream at them, which is classic cult uh, conditioning, right? And um, they felt Mm -hmm. like they had to be there because um, they didn't have a choice. So it's a a two-day seminar, right? And so they came back for the second day and when they came back for the second day, they were forced to strip down to their underwear. And the, again, they were all like, I don't know if Fuck. we should do this. Um, but the people in the, the live seminar employees were like laughing and smiling and joking around. So they were like, I, I guess, like, I don't understand what this is supposed to do. 
Um, and then they had to stand there and scream out what their inner struggles were until everybody else in the group believed about their struggles. And, um, and people were like, you know, is this like psychologically terrifying? And then when people would start to cry, they'd have to hug it out. And again, they were in their underwear. So they're hugging strangers in their underwear. Um, Okay, I know fuck? it's awful. No. Okay, and so then they made them stand uh, up and close their eyes, and it says they were supposed to pretend that a light from above would come down and take all their negative negative energy out of them, and pretend that a hole opened up in the ground and swallowed the negative energy, which is like okay, like that would be a fine thing to do in a normal situation. In like I could see that as being a, an exercise in a normal seminar if everybody's clothed and you know hasn't been screamed at and psychologically harassed right if all the rest hadn't of that happened shit hadn't then happened. yeah sure let light pour through you and negative energy go out of you that's great and apparently since they had their clothes their clothes off and their eyes closed um what was going on is that the alive seminar employees were filming them uh, with their cell phones so that's illegal too okay. yep i know it's bad no. right um yeah. if they wanted to use the best bathroom one of the alive seminar staff members would stand outside the restroom door um uh somebody was like physically ill to their stomach because of all of the harassment they weren't allowed to leave and had to like vomit in front of people into a little bucket and they like that's psychologically terrifying so yeah there's a lot going huh you know, you love vomit, so. i know. You know how much you love vomit and it's, and it's awful so. because you know definitely I, I hate vomit period but when i am sick i want to be left alone don't come near me i don't want you to have to deal with it so that's like emotionally traumatizing for the person who's like i need to go to the bathroom they're like no you can't leave so anyway that's like weird cult shit that panda express has been contracting to alive seminars to get their employees to get promoted it's fucking weird right that is it's, so it's fucked up weird. and i feel so terrible for this woman i hope that you know she's able to get what's coming to her and that people are, are punished for what they did. Cause it's awful. No. Yeah. That's terrifying, but no. you know, we talk about crime. So I thought it was an interesting story to hear. Well, shit. I think we had like okay, a palate, palate cleanser, cleanser after the fuck. Of okay. I got a palate cleanser. Me, you want a palate you know, cleanser? Uh, sure, why not? Baffled Canadians spread reports of hard butter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh, is, this, wait, is this boozy butter or is this just like, fuck, I can't spread this? It's like, it's fuck, so I can't hard. spread this because it's so hard. Oh, that's even so better. All right. In go. Canada, over like, the last few weeks somebody so okay so this is an article from npr right it's a real article oh, it's a okay. legit article i'm not making it up <sighs> npr said it. it must be true so um 
<laughs> Julia Van Rosendahl tweeted, something is up with her butter supply and I'm going to get to the bottom of it. She's a cookbook author. She says, have you noticed it's no longer soft at room temperature? It's kind of watery and rubbery. So apparently this is a thing that people are calling buttergate and that for some reason their butter no longer spreads at room temperature. Like it stays in hard little chunklets or if it does spread, it's like like rubbery, like it doesn't break up correctly. And um, there's people who say that it's an increase in palm olive uh which has been dismissed by the dairy industry some people say that it's palmatic acid which is a byproduct of palm oil and and people don't people don't really know but like you know hard butter is a thing that's happening in Canada I think my worry would be that there's palm oil in my butter than there is that my butter is hard and I have to let it no but that's the thing is that you can't even even if you let it sit out even if it's at room temperature it's not spreadable well then that's why you just use fucking clotted cream (laughs) like a proper person so there you go they um they they say that there's a that it might be because of the cow's diet. They're using palm oil-based feed in the cow's diet. So that means that the butter that comes mm. from the cows has an increase in this. And uh, somebody, a food, a food researcher wrote, a butter gate is not what the industry needs or what Canadians deserve. No, but you know what? In this fucking clusterfuck of a world we're in, I'm here for Buttergate. For a Buttergate, like I would much rather have a Buttergate than like yep. a Watergate or any other kind of. Gate. I'm here for the like, Buttergate. Give yeah. me a fucking Buttergate. Let's do this. Was that a good palate cleanser for you? <laughs> um, that is I've amazing. been collecting stories for like the last two weeks. Um. All right. Well, I yes. Do you want to take a quiz real fast? Okay, because I'm hungry, so we're going to get one. All right, so you are okay. going to eat your way around the world and reveal which oh, Disney okay. villain you truly embody. Yeah. All right, you ready for this? All right, so your first stop is Italy. Mm-hmm. Are you going to have spaghetti, mm-hmm. minestrone, mm-hmm. bruschetta, pizza, lasagna, spaghetti. or gelato? Spaghetti. All right, now, some Something from England, a.k.a. all of the shit my family eats on regular. All right. Are you going Ooh. to have a full English breakfast? I might. It's delicious. Uh, <laughs> sun- okay. It's cool. Sunday roast, fish and chips, shepherd's pie, sausages, or bagel tart? Uh, I do love a full English breakfast, but I'm going to have to go with shepherd's pie because that's one of my favorites. All right. Yeah, full English is legit. Um, and I do eat that on the regular. All right. Now, something American. We're hopping across the pond. Are you going to have a burger? Okay. Mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. It brings all the boys to the Milkshake. Yard. Corn dog. Sorry, milkshake. And then what was the next one? It's mine does. Well, 
<laughs> corn dog, which all the boys bring to the yard. Cool. Uh, key lime pie or pumpkin pie? You just haven't food. eaten my chiffon pumpkin pie. It's delicious. Oh, no, I'm going to have right. a burger. Which one are you Nothing's have? better than a burger. All right. Oh. Now, from France, I need mm-hmm. to have a baguette, a macaron, Souffle, ratatouille, and eclair. Ooh, or I do fromage. love me some fromage, but there's nothing better than a chocolate souffle. Well, no, cheese souffle. I want a cheese souffle. That's what I want. Souffle. So your answer is souffle. Cool. All right. Now over to uh, oh, no. <laughs> now over to Panda Express. <laughs> uh, the next time I go to Panda Express. I'm going to find the manager and be like, are you okay? Blink twice if we need to get you out of here. Have you, have you been forced to scream right. in your underwear? Can you get this job? Right. Are you blink, okay? Blink once for yes. Right. Oh my God. Okay. So select some um, really shitty Chinese cuisine. And I'm saying shitty yeah. because this is like legit all stuff from Pan Express. Mm-hmm. Spring rolls, kung pao chicken, chow mein, fortune cookies, dumplings, or egg drop soup. Wow. The only thing you can't get at Panda Express. Wow. Okay, well, I really like, I don't know. You said spring rolls. I was going to say egg rolls, but I don't, spring rolls are like sticky. Um, read them to me one more time. Mm-hmm. Spring rolls, kung pao, mm-hmm. kung pao chicken, sorry, chow mein. Fortune cookies, dumplings. dumplings, or egg drop soup. All right. Now choose a Spanish food. Patatas bravas, cured ham, tapas, paella. Ugh, paella, all the omelet. way. All day paella, all the way. All right. Okay, nearly done. Pick some Greek food. Greek salad, moussaka, pita bread, baklava, I don't Doma like Greek food. <laughs> okay, I choose pita bread. <laughs> pita I don't bread? like pita bread either, though. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, you can cover it in hard. Bread. I like. <laughs> yeah. All right. Then, then lastly, choose a dessert. Mm. Mm. Chocolate cake, donuts, hot brownies oh man it's a toss-up between chocolate cake or donut and i don't view donuts as desserts i view them as breakfast so since this is the dessert category i'm going to choose chocolate cake okay so you are oh god you're an eccentric you do have a lot of dogs. You're an eccentric person with a distinct sense of style. You crave attention, and you certainly got a lot of Okay. It. Well, who are you? Um, let's see. Hold on. It's because I answered chocolate so cake instead of donuts. You. I know it. It's why. Yeah. It's why I became why? a puppy murderer instead of Scar, who I should be. I should be Scar. <laughs> yeah. Is it because you should be a scar? Hmm. 
Because honestly, <laughs> see, so that's where I should be too. From the Lion King. You're a strong leader and happiest when in control. You feel like you've been dealt a bad hand in life and you'll do whatever. <laughs> so I feel like we should switch. Okay. I'll be Crow and you can be Scar. Uh-huh. I chose Bruschetta, which is ironic, and a bread. <laughs> uh, full English. Key lime pie, fromage, egg drop soup, tapas, donuts, and hot chocolate. Because I'm not really a fan or chocolate of like, cake. Well, I can't eat donuts or chocolate cake or, but that- or cookies. Um, and fruit salad is a main dish, not a dessert. Yeah. Yeah, the exactly. fruit salad is not a dessert either. That's yeah. that's that's just something parents try to sell children on. Yeah. I mean, like, I really should have chosen gelato for Italy because it's the only thing well, that I could safely see, eat See, but I don't think that's no, fair. I don't think it should be what stuff. can you eat. I think it should be what do you want to eat. Which be what you want. I know. That's why <laughs> okay. I chose Well, it's you're Scar and I'm the first time I did this when the only thing I swapped was um yeah fish and chips for full oh, interesting. I got Cruella and all the rest of my things were exactly the same so yeah it's a weird quiz but I figured that was you know <laughs> whatever I'm hungry um, cool cool can I share a bombshell with you? Okay, I don't know if you know this. Yes. I didn't know this. And it's sad because it has to deal with murder, but it's fascinating and I didn't know this. We're going to talk about Ashton Kutcher's ex-girlfriend. Do you know about her? Okay. No. So her name was Ashley Ellerin. And uh, she and him met. So I'm scrolling through trying to find the the uh, the time when they started dating. Okay, so sometime in uh, February of 2001, um, they were dating, and he went to her house to pick her up and he knocked on the door. He was late to pick her up, right? It was like almost 10 o'clock at night and uh, he was late to pick her up and he knocked on the door and she didn't answer and he thought, oh, she's pissed at me because, oh yeah, 1045 it says um, that that she had just decided that he was late and a dick and so she didn't answer and um, he peeked through the front window and he saw a uh, red wine spilled on the carpet and he was like, oh man, she's mad at me and she knocked over the wine and I don't want to deal with angry stuff. So he just went home. Right. And then like the next morning they okay. called him and, uh, they, Hey, um, oh yeah. He thought the red wine was left over from a house party, which she had a few days ago. Um, so um, the next day they called him and said, hey, uh, you need to come in and talk to us because your girlfriend was murdered. She was 
uh, stabbed to death. Holy shit. And so he went in and was like, hey, I don't know anything about this. You know, I went to her house and and uh, she wasn't there. And apparently it was actually blood that was on the carpet, her blood that was on the carpet and not red wine that he saw. And it turns out that his girlfriend was murdered by a serial killer who's been called the Hollywood Ripper. I know. What? I know. There's another ripper and, and I didn't know about it. I feel it? terrible that his girlfriend was murdered. I mean, I feel terrible she was murdered. I feel terrible that he had to go through this because I, I like Ashton Kutcher. I think he's a good dude. Um, and uh, yeah, he he murdered two women and attempted another one. His name is um, Michael Gargulio. And, uh, yeah, he was found guilty in three knife attacks. Um, and, uh, he, he was a former, he was a former bouncer and and air conditioner repairman and that he would stalk the victims before attacking them. And, uh, he, Gargulio ran into Ellerin, um, he was helping her fix a flat tire and then um, was like kept showing up at her house and like surveilling the house and he killed her. So there you go. Like that's a factoid. I'm never going to forget now that that Ashton Kutcher's ex-girlfriend was killed by a serial killer. That I mean, it's not fair to say ex-girlfriend because, they, like, I don't know. Ex-girlfriend makes it seem like they broke up, but they didn't. She was murdered, you know? So, um, there you go. Right. That yeah. is so crazy. Also, I'm, okay, so not like I'm excited there are more stuff, but I'm really... <laughs> chagrined that there was yeah. a Hollywood Ripper that I did not It surprised me. That's why I was like, I have to share this with Sarah because now there's, you know, we can add the Hollywood Ripper along with the Yorkshire Ripper and Jaxa and, you know. So know. many. There are too many fucking Rippers. Did you watch the Ripper documentary, by I the did. way, on Netflix? The one about um, the Yorkshire Ripper? It was exceptionally well done. And they, that they was brought really a lot well done. to the, the stories of the victims, which I thought was fantastic. <clears throat> yeah. I, um, I literally just finished listening to the, what is it? I'll Kill a No Fill a podcast, like seven or six or seven oh, part geez. series on the Yorkshire Ripper when out and then I was like oh this is perfect and so I just yeah I went down the earth stripper hole that sounds kind of dirty but you know what I mean um so it was like really yeah, it was good timing but yeah it was a really well done one some of them are like meh okay so speaking of um shitty serial killers did you hear that no. the i5 stronger no. died like a week ago yeah. so the i5 strangler um, for anybody who doesn't love true crime as much as we do, was a um, killer who 
killed people up and down the I-5, hence the I-5 Strangler. And he was only convicted for the murder of one girl um, in the 1980s. And then in the early 2000s, when DNA was popping, um, they tied him to six other killings between 1977 and 1986. And then in 2009, he pled guilty to a bunch more charges of murder, um, which with the enhancement for rape and kidnapping, because this guy is kind of a super douche. And he, they just added on additional uh, life sentences to his 25 mm-hmm. years to life he already had. So, Roger Kibbe um, was found dead in his cell at Mule Creek State Prison um, like a week and a half ago. Huh. But... You'd think, right? He's 81. Makes sense. Yeah. He was old as fuck. He just, like, dropped dead in his cell. His death being huh. investigated as a homicide. Yeah. So, who knows what this douchebag did to make somebody mad enough as an 81-year-old who's been locked up since 1991 but that's uh, to murder fine. Like, but Nobody's heartbroken he that he's dead. Got his dessert. <laughs> yeah. Nobody is heartbroken about, but I just like that you know you would think that the eighty-one-year-old who's been in prison for you know thirty years, um, just like died, you know. Interesting. Nope, somebody totally barely murdered him. So cool. Um, yeah, and we have something new to watch if we were willing to pay for Discovery Plus, (laughs) which we're totally not. but there's a new documentary series on the long Oh, is Island that the one that um that might Tennessee. have killed the the woman in the dunes? What's her name? I don't remember her name. And she was like they they saw her in the background of Jaws. Uh, is that the one? Um. No, because this was, they found the remains of um, 10 sets of remains or partial yeah, remains I think this is the same on thing. this beach in Long Island. In 20, I think this in might be the same thing. And the last of them, the last of the girls went disappeared no. in 2000. And then they oh, found her remains in 2011. Yeah, this is like a 2000s thing, but there's um, apparently the um, they're streaming a two hour special Unraveled the Long Island Serial Killer that goes into the case, like why it hasn't been solved yet. Um, it's hosted by co-hosted by Billy Jensen, who apparently is from Long Island. And then they interview witnesses who like never spoken up before. So it sounds really no. interesting, but I'm not willing to pay for Discovery Plus to yeah no. check it out. 
texting me discovery yeah. for making us pay for your content shenanigans so upset about that so what can you do oh i'm thinking besides of one you know in um the the bodies they found in cape cod uh the lady of the dunes yeah So the moral of the story is don't yeah. go to the beach on the east. Coast. It's it's not it's not good. The water is super cold and also there's a bunch of serial killers hanging out there. Cause sand is really easy to dig up. Apparently. You know. Yeah, unless you're trying to build a sandcastle, <laughs> at which point it never goes. So there you go. You There's to. your uh, life lesson. Um, don't go to East Coast beaches. <laughs> only, only West Coast. That's <laughs> West Coast. Okay. All right. So here's a question for you. Would you like a story to end um, this? Is it a short one? Well, I do have, so, again, I was all about Nick Cage. Um, I found the world's most disturbing fucking fanfic where Nick Cage um, has sexual relations with Shrek. Um, And okay, I I can't even read. I'm going to send it to you so you can read it. Um, it involves mention of Nick Cage's 13-inch penis. Um, okay, well, it's... Yeah, it's, 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 it's bad. It's a thing, though, that, that's out there. Um, if you Google uh, Shrek X Nick Cage, you can go check that out for yourself. But I do have one that is about the love that cannot speak its name between How long is that Nicolas one? Cage and Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay, let's do that one. It's real short. Okay, let's go for it. It's one little chapter. Okay, so this is Sonic and Nick Cage, a fanfic oh, for God, the ages. Of course. By Crimes Against Humanity. Right? Mm-hmm. So for it. Okay. I'm a... And you'll see why I picked this one um, after, like, the first sentence. All right. I'm a one-man genocide. Cage and Sonic were just playing Super Smash Brothers Brawl like every other couple. The numbers are the key to everything. Cage tended to be very cryptic with his language. He only spoke Cage quotes. But that was one of the reasons Sonic loved him. Yes, Nicholas, the numbers are key. But so is the key, Sonic replied, kicking Cage's ass in Brawl. Sonic was Sonic, while Cage was Yoshi, an unfortunate choice. Moments later, Sonic whacked Yoshi into space. I was a kid, Cage said. You're still dead, Nicholas. However, Sonic's feelings for Cage were not mutual. Cage himself had been blinded by his own pride to even see Sonic's feelings. For years, Sonic had been trying to earn Nick's affections, but was not successful. <laughs> Rocking good news. Okay, so I love this just for the fact that literally every single thing that Nicholas Cage says in this story <laughs> is a quote from a Nicholas Cage movie. It's amazing. Right. Rocking good news. Cage started a new game. This time it was the pitiful Luigi. 
Sonic was still symbolic. It's symbolic, Sonic thought, because Nick doesn't know have his own identity yet. So he chooses someone else. It was actually because <laughs> Cage thought Yoshi and Luigi look most like Nicolas Cage. In the second gauge, Cage upped the ante. Luigi smacked Sonic and did his little creepy dance. I love pressure. I eat it for breakfast. But just as Luigi appeared to be winning, Sonic received a super (laughs) smash ball. Not the bees! Not the bees! Cage screamed. And once again, Sonic beat Cage. After seeing Cage's dismay, Sonic suggested other things besides dominating him in Brawl. We can sprint. We can go for a speedy run. We can go for a fast jog. We can go for a hasty walk. Okay. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence, Paige declared. It, it, it is. I mean, I, I liked it better when they were the stealing the, uh, the ice cream recipe. Yeah. Tom Jefferson's ice cream recipe? Mm-hmm. Nicholas, no, but it was too late. Cage knew what he had to do and he was ready. It was actually one of the reasons why Sonic admired him so much, his determination. Unfortunately, it caused quite some trouble for Cage. Nonetheless, his endeavors proved quite as helpful anecdotes, proved as quite helpful anecdotes for dinner parties. Cage grabbed his brown and purple chevron pattern briefcase and filled it with all of the Cage necessities. His replicate Oscar that he had purchased on the black market after losing Cage in the Tokyo airport, a pad of paper, um, but no pencil or pen and a frozen hot dog <laughs> Nicholas you can't just steal the declaration what will you ever use it for why'd you put the bunny back in the box Cage shouted we're more like treasure protectors reluctantly Sonic rushed out the door behind Cage on one hand Sonic would prefer not to even be involved in Cage's shenanigans but on the other he wouldn't know what to do if something happened to Nicholas for Sonic Sonic the Hedgehog did no life without Nicolas Cage. As they neared the National Archives, Sonic inquired, but Nicholas, where will we park? DC traffic is horrible. Upon realizing the dilemma, Cage pulled up next to the Washington Monument. It is important the distinction is clear. Not Mm -hmm. near the monument, but a few feet away on the National Mall. We will never forget, Cage remarked, as the two began making their way into the National Archives. He walked directly into the museum without even blinking. Sonic followed behind him. Without missing a beat, Cage... uh, (laughs) Cage directly... Something is missing there. Cage directly to where the declaration was kept on display. Now what? Sonic whispered. Now could you please stop shouting? Cage yelled. Briefly, Cage became calm and composed. He breathed in and out 3.5 times. Then without warning... Nicholas threw his briefcase on the glass that protected the declaration. (laughs) Nicholas, no! Sonic yelled, but it was too late. Cage continued to bang the briefcase on the bulletproof glass, (laughs) hoping it would break. It's invisible! Cage clamored. Nicholas, stop! Sonic begged once again, but it was too late. The security had already detained Cage and dragged him outside the National Archives. Killing me won't bring back your goddamn honey! Cage cried as they put him in the police vehicle. Nicholas, Sonic yelled. <laughs> Officer, please let him let me join you. He needs me. Sorry, Mr. Hedgehog. You're not the one under arrest. I can't let you come. Then the police vehicle drove away. Frustrated, Sonic did the only thing he knew how to do. He ran. He chased the police car all the way downtown. 
While running alongside, he tried to capture Cage's attention. The Cage, being Cage, only paid attention to himself. Cage sat solemnly and contemplated his life and what had brought him to where he was now. He actually did this quite frequently. Sonic had observed Cage in his moments of solitude. These moments usually <laughs> ended with Cage shouting, How'd it get burned? Police pulled up to the station and towed Cage to a holding cell. An officer stopped Sonic before he could join Nicholas in the cell. Sorry, sir. You haven't committed a crime. Tired of hearing that he was not a convict, Sonic knew it was the last straw. Oh, I haven't committed a crime, Sonic yelled. And in that moment, Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog knew exactly what he needed to do. He punched a nearby police officer. Sonic, boom! Assault on an officer. Okay, sir, I'm going to need you to come with me. And just as Cage had done before him, Sonic was dragged into a holding cell. Conveniently, the same one as Cage. Cage was sitting on the ground, staring at the wall. Breathless, and for a second time that day, Sonic knew what he needed to do. Nicholas, Sonic began, there's something I have to tell you. I should have told you a long time ago, but I was busy slaying you at Brawl. And this is not something I knew from the moment I met you. In fact, it kind of had to grow on me because at first I kind of hated you, and but that's not important. You're reckless and egotistical at the same time, incredibly unrealistic. But you were optimistic, confident, and you persevere like no one I know. And for those reasons, Nicholas, I love you. And I don't think you'll ever feel the same way, and that's fine. But I will follow you from New Delhi to New York, from Toad's Factory to Rainbow Road. And despite how many crazy antics you manage to find yourself in, I will always be right beside you. There was a moment of silence between the two. And then Cage stood up and walked over to Sonic. Then, as Cage always does, he did the unexpected. Cage kissed Sonic. But Nicholas, Sonic was shocked. Why would you do that? <laughs> you gotta go fast, Sonic. Beautiful. Loved it. The end. Glorious. Short and sweet. I just really enjoy the copious yeah. uh, Nicholas Cage quotes that were utilized. It was awesome. Like that you can't go perfection. wrong with some Nick Cage. You just you just can't. Yeah. I mean, you can if you read that one about Nick Cage and Shrek, you'll never fucking sleep again. I mean, challenge but accepted in general to me. Hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. <laughs> I will just All right. I will send cheese bags. Now. Stay fresh. And don't go swimming on Stay the fresh? east coast. Bye. Oh. No, you can go swimming, just don't go on the fucking beach. You have to dive straight from like three miles away <laughs> into the water. There you go. Skipping the beach entirely. <laughs> All right. We will talk to you next week. Okay. Bye. <laughs>